0: operations technical training school air force basic military training has an updated curriculum with a new focus on readiness and lethality
1: the first command the air force starts here hey everybody welcome into to the air force starts here thanks for the subscribe stream or download however you might be listening in as always if you have time to drop us a review throw us some stars we certainly Would appreciate that. I'm Dan Hawkins from the Air Education and Training Command Public Affairs Team and your host for this professional development podcast dedicated to bringing Total Force, Big A Airmen, Insight Tips, Tricks, and Lessons Learned from the Recruiting, Training, and Education world great conversation on the pod today. Got a wonderful opportunity to talk with Dr. Lauren Scharf, a behavioral science professor at the United States Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs, and she's also the director of the scholarship of their teaching and learning program, along with John Riefenberg, who works in our AETC A3 team about the growth mindset. And As we know, advancing force development is a priority here in AETC, and the growth mindset, principles, and concepts are squarely aimed at helping the education and training enterprise develop the airmen we need for tomorrow's high-end fight against our adversaries, and So on the pod, we talk about the science behind both a growth and a fixed mindset and the fact that you can actually have both at the same time, Uh, how it can help students uh, and airmen grow from a force development perspective, as well as some of the successes and challenges the academy has had implementing the growth mindset into their curriculums and faculty development. We also talk a little bit about how dr Sharf and her team have worked with units across the aetc footprint including bmt technical and flying training so let's get to it episode 62 of the air force starts here takes off right now john tell us a little bit about yourself
0: so my name is john Reifenberg. i work at uh, headquarters AETC a3k uh, force development policy and integration Uh, I've been working in A3K for almost three years, um, and prior to that, I spent roughly 17 years uh, performing a variety of jobs uh, within the technical training, and uh, before that, I was a public school teacher for five years. So basically, I've spent my entire career um, in the training and education environment in one form or another. Uh, Now, specifically with regard to growth mindset, uh, our division was tasked with supporting the AETC Strategic Action Plan A, Advanced Force Development, uh, specifically developing the airmen we need uh, by developing their expertise and growth mindset. So, in researching the concept of growth mindset and uh, how best to get after this tasker, uh, we discovered that there were a number of AETC organizations already incorporating growth mindset uh, into their airmen development programs. Further, uh, we discovered that those organizations had consulted with uh, Dr. Sharf, who, um, along with other staff at the uh, Air Force Academy, have implemented a robust uh, growth mindset program for both cadets and instructors. Uh, So we are extremely excited and fortunate to have uh, Dr. Sharf here today to speak on growth mindset uh, and how it can promote airman development here in AETC.
1: All right, so Dr. Scharf, I'm gonna call her Lauren because that's what she likes to go by, but Dr. Scharf is gonna tell us a little bit about herself, ma'am, how are you? Welcome to the podcast.
2: Thanks so much, it's great to be here and to talk about mindset. A little bit about my background and education. Um, I got my PhD at the University of Texas at Austin in 92, way back when, with a focus on visual perception. And then I worked as a professor of psychology at Stephen F. Austin State University for 15 years. Then um, during that time is when I was able to really develop um, my research into the areas of teaching and learning. In 2008, I was invited to serve as a distinguished visiting professor at the United States Air Force Academy. And while I was there, the Air Force Academy decided to stand up a scholarship of teaching and learning program. Um, I was hired as the new director and started that program from scratch in 09. As director there, I support faculty across all of the departments as they engage in research focused on teaching and learning. And this includes helping them design their projects. So they're rigorous and well aligned. Currently my research and a lot of our efforts at the Air Force Academy focus on topics in the area of metacognition and the science of learning which includes mindset. And so that's how that story went to to work on the big emphasis that we now have.
1: Wow. Yeah. And, you know, like John mentioned at the, at the top growth mindset really seems to be a a trending topic uh, when it comes to force development. And, and so before we kind of get into maybe what your research uh, has detailed and maybe some of the initiatives you guys have worked with the cadets at, at the Air Force Academy, I'm curious, what exactly is the mindset theory, where it came from, um, you know, what, what is the science, if you will, behind it?
2: Sure. That's good to get a, a foundational understanding of what we are talking about. You're so a mindset... doctor. You're a doctor. <laughs> well, um, I have spent some time um, trying to become knowledgeable in this area. That's for sure. <laughs> So mindset theory proposes that people hold internalized beliefs about intelligence and other skills and abilities. Specifically that these skills and abilities are either innate and fixed or that they are malleable and can be improved with effort. This theory was first coined by Dr. Carol Dweck and was brought to public awareness through her 2006 book, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. Statements like, she's so smart or, He is a born leader. Both convey a fixed mindset. Unfortunately, we frequently hear statements like that in our society, which builds the perception that such abilities are either there or they're not. In addition to identifying the two types of mindset, fixed and growth, Dweck identified several characteristics that are associated with each of them. These include how individuals respond to feedback, challenges, and failure. In a nutshell, Individuals with a growth mindset about an ability or a task believe that you can grow skills and they focus on the learning process rather than the performance outcomes. They believe that effort is needed to grow and challenges are a natural part of growing. Unsuccessful attempts are expected and feedback is a useful guide to one's growth. In contrast, those who have a fixed mindset tend to think they are either born with an ability or not and they are threatened by the need to put effort into a task because that's a sign they may not be as talented as they hoped. They focus on performance and avoid challenges and failure. Constructive feedback is also threatening as it focuses on ways to improve, which again suggests they may not be naturally good at the task. So the idea that humans can grow their intelligence and other skills is supported by neuroscience, specifically the research of, um, in the areas of neuroplasticity and learning you're probably not surprised that younger brains are continuously growing and producing new neurons. In fact, brains aren't considered fully mature until the mid twenties or so, which is you know, past the time of a lot of our cadets <laughs> at the academy and um, some of the other airmen across the force. Um, the frontal lobe is the final brain area to fully mature. The frontal lobe is key to higher level thinking and executive control. Now what's cool, is that unlike what was believed just a couple decades or so ago, older, you know, people like us, older adult human brains also produce new neurons, especially in the areas related to emotions and learning. Even the brain areas that aren't producing new neurons show change in responses to new experiences. These areas change by growing and modifying the neural connections between the existing neurons. These examples of neuroplasticity support the ideas that abilities, including intelligence, are not fixed. In other words, it supports the idea that growth mindset really can happen through brain changes.
1: Yeah, so really interesting stuff. I was reading some of the material before the podcast and you know, can you maybe just explain real quick the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset because there's there's different mindsets and you, you briefly touched on it but mm-hmm. you know it's kind of that you know fixed mindset is more of maybe you
2: can't teach an old dog new tricks mindset uh-huh yeah um, and not only that because that really focuses on the sort of the age component um, somebody who believes in a fixed mindset is going to think that no matter how old you are you are either born with it or you're not and you either got it or you don't. Um, And a lot of times, people might think they have a growth mindset just because they have a skill that they are comfortable with and and they feel they're good at. Um, And this is what we often call a false growth mindset. Um, It's when people hit challenges that their true mindset about that particular task or ability become apparent. Um, it's also important to realize that mindset really isn't a simple binary state. I mean, we often talk about it like it is, either you have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset, but um, rather, feelings about one's ability to grow in an area actually fall along a continuum, with the endpoints of that continuum being either fixed or growth. Further, even for a specific ability, our mindset about it can fluctuate depending upon our current context. For example, let's say I am struggling with a writing assignment. In one class, I have an instructor who provided clear guidance with specific pointers and shared his own personal struggles in developing his writing. In this case, I might be more open to the idea I can improve over time. In other words, have a growth mindset. However, even with that positive context, if I wait until the night before the assignment is due to work on it and I'm tired and I'm stressed from other assignments, I might fall into a more fixed mindset and decide it's not worth the effort because I'm just not good at writing. So here I am, the same person, the same assignment, but very different mindsets depending upon the context. And often I get asked about what are some ways that people can um, cultivate a growth mindset. And some of the sort of more straightforward or simple ones um, are the following. Um, One is, is to take some time to remember prior instances when you overcame a challenge, and then you can sort of convince yourself that you you can overcome challenges. And ultimately, that is a sign of a growth mindset. Um, another is to frame constructive feedback as a guide to help you improve, rather than as a personal indication that you're not capable of accomplishing something. A final thing that can be helpful is to consider the analogy of the brain being like a muscle. Most people easily accept that with effort and practice, a person can grow their physical strength. We see that all the time weights, work out, get big. The neuroscience, though, clearly shows that our brains can still grow. So just like physical strength training, growing abilities such as your intelligence require practice and effort to make the desired brain changes.
1: Yeah, so so I'm, I'm going off script here just a little bit. So, uh-huh. so stick with me. But I, I'm looking at your mindset characteristics uh, chart that you sent over. And it's, yeah. it's really interesting. I'm looking at things like, Effort, challenges, mistakes, feedback, and, you know, fixed mindset, you know, a lot of it is in red, right? It looks, you know, like it's not necessary, not helpful, uh, try to avoid making them when it comes to mistakes, um, or getting defensive with feedback. But, um, you know, one of the things I found interesting when I read your, your prep material was that, you know, it's not a one or the other. Most people actually have both inside of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So can you maybe just talk to that? Like, it, it's not a be all to end all, like, you know, you know, maybe an older person might say, oh, I'm a fixed mindset person. That's just mm-hmm. the way it is. It, it actually, you're probably a little bit of both and you may, maybe you don't realize it because you're not really actively thinking about it.
2: Yes. Yeah. Um. A lot of times people think you just have a growth mindset and that just encompasses everything, which it doesn't. Right. So you can you can believe that you can learn and grow maybe in some areas and then just say, I'm terrible at X. And this certainly affects learning. I mean, at the academy, we have cadets coming in that are like, I'm horrible at learning foreign languages. I'm, I am not a math person or I, you know, and that, that really displays a fixed mindset, but they might believe they can learn in other areas. So certainly same person across different tasks. And then even with, like I was trying to explain before, even with the same task, it depends upon the context, situation, um, the stresses you're experiencing, um, and it it gets even more complex when you think about. So we at at the academy, we realize we are a very rack and stack institution, and the cadets, uh, you know, when we talk about why are we doing this at the academies? because they come in and they feel like they're hot shots. They were chosen to be at the academy. And then um, they've never really faced challenges. A lot of them, they did really well in high school without facing challenges. So they're just ready to go and think they're great. And then you have this really performance oriented rack and stack environment. Um, So what we have to do when we're trying to nurture growth mindset is say, yes, performance is important. Yes, failure is not always the greatest thing when it comes to your ranking. But the bottom line is, is that you're human and we want to help you grow and mature and become the, the leader that your full potential. And um, so we have to work within that, those some of those mixed messages and say, yes, performance is important. No, you don't want to intentionally fail. But at the same time, You need to push your boundaries and grow. And if you push your boundaries, there are going to be times when you don't—you're not the shining star. You may actually fail and learn from it. Um, And so it really is a—again, it's not just this really simple thing, and it's not just this la la have a growth mindset um, sort of situation.
1: That no, that that makes such total sense. And you know, it's not it's not just like an Air Force Academy thing. You can see Mm -hmm. the the parallels to what Air Education and Training Command does in developing uh, airmen for the total force. Like, you've got to have that mixture as well, because the things that uh, the enlisted airmen are learning, for example, in in technical training, uh, those same kind of pitfalls, I think. Absolutely. Um, So yeah, easy uh, to see how it uh, transfers over uh, into AETC's Mm -hmm. mission. I'm just curious what led really to the overall decision to to push forward with the growth mindset concepts and practices that you guys are now doing at the Academy.
2: Yeah, Um, kind of what I was alluding to earlier, uh, we realized that, again, many cadets coming to the Air Force Academy had been really successful, um, hadn't really experienced true challenge in the academic world in particular. And often then what would happen is, is that when they actually hit the challenge, they would hide their deficits. Um, They wouldn't seek help when they needed it. They accepted underperformance because then they started internalizing this idea that they just weren't good at X. Um, And then ultimately we ended up with higher attrition, which is not what any of us want in any of our units. Um, This realization um, came along and along with the the, sort of the research that was coming out combined with an opportunity to revise, we had a long-standing study skills course. and we had a new course director coming in and we were looking at the research that showed that mindset, if taught intentionally, could impact overall academic performance and retention. So we took this opportunity um, to redesign the course. We believed it was important though, not just to teach mindset, but to teach it in tandem with grit, and share higher efficacy learning strategies. So again, the mindset is foundational, but you need grit to believe you can succeed in the term of face uh, in the face of setbacks. And further, even if you have a positive growth mindset and you have good grit, if you keep doing more of the same thing that didn't work, like an ineffective learning strategy, then you just build cynicism. So this redesigned course really combined all three. Um, As part of that, we made it a scholarship of teaching and learning research project. Um, I want to recognize two amazing colleagues, Dr. Julie Tetley, who um, has expertise in positive psych, and she at the time was the chief um, advisor for um, chief officer for advising and Dr. Carrie McCake, who had expertise in motivation research and she's the director of student services. Um, in the first year that we tried this, we had the sort of the new redesigned course, the intervention group, and then the other cadets received the, the sort of standard old course design. And um, all over time, the students in the intervention group showed significant increases in growth mindset and the use of higher efficacy learning strategies. So after that first semester then, all of the sections started to use this new um, design. Uh, research shows that it takes about a year and a half for underprepared students to catch up with those coming in with stronger backgrounds. So, if those students can be retained through that point, then they're likely to stay until graduation, which, of course, is our goal. The nice, exciting news um, we've been, this has been going on for several years now, is that data from our ongoing study suggests that we are retaining significantly more of our underprepared students than we had been prior to redesigning the course. So this really suggests both in the short term, we see the increase in mindset and effective learning strategies, and in the long term, we're seeing better retention.
1: Yeah. And, you know, obviously so valuable. I mean, a lot of time, energy, effort, resources uh, are put into, you know, uh, you know, the education and training aspect, uh, not only at the Air Force Academy, but, but here in AETC across, you know, pilot and technical training, basic military training, all those things. So it'll be interesting. And I think those in AETC might be interested to learn about some of the things you're You're doing or have done uh, at the Air Force Academy to transition to more of that growth mindset learning environment. Can you talk to that a little bit? Sure.
2: Yeah. Um, Based on the success of that um, learning strategies course intervention, we've had several other efforts. Um, One of the key things, too, is that our senior leaders do frequently mention the importance of having a growth mindset. So we really do have buy in. from our top leadership all the way down. And I think that always helps too. Uh, We do have efforts focused on both cadets and faculty. So some of the cadet focused efforts include that cadets are introduced to mindset and they take a mindset questionnaire at the start of onboarding, which is a transition week between basic training and the start of the fall semester. So that's gonna be coming up for us the first week of August. We also include mindset in our academic advising curriculum modules and we uh, make sure to educate the advisors who then promote growth mindset in cadets. And then finally, we have a cadet science of learning team that I work closely with, and they include mindset as part of their outreach to other cadets and in their training at the squadron academic officers. Um, So it's really powerful there to have peer-to-peer training um, with that. Uh, Faculty-focused efforts, Uh, we have Uh, Mindset is a major theme in our new faculty orientation. So that just happened last week. We include a plenary session on growth mindset and breakout workshops that discuss the importance of both cadets and faculty having growth mindsets. Because teachers can be fixed about teaching. You often hear, oh, someone's a born teacher. So it's another realm where mindset really makes a difference. And these workshops share strategies with the faculty by which they can foster growth mindset in their courses and cadets and themselves. Uh, We also have new faculty take a mindset questionnaire specifically for faculty that includes a section that's focused on mindset about teaching and use that as a reflective tool. And then finally, we do have additional scholarship of teaching and learning projects that support faculty who are trying new interventions in their classes to promote growth mindset in their cadets.
1: Wow, I mean that—that's just a lot of things, but it seems like a very practical plan. That um, you know, especially you think about the correlation of what we do here in AATC, that uh, a lot of our instructional development teams could uh, transition over into uh, the things that we're doing. And I know John and company—that's um, one of the things that they're looking at here uh, for the first command. So, pretty cool stuff. Um, I know there's some challenges though, right? It's not all sunshine and unicorns, right? Across the spectrum. Um, What are maybe some of the challenges um, from from implementing uh, this kind of program?
2: Yeah, um, definitely challenges. Um, Wouldn't it be nice to have a magic wand and just wave it, Um, but uh, different levels of challenge. Uh, Cadets arrive with um, different awareness about mindset from K through 12. They might know the word mindset. They might think they have a growth mindset because they've had so many previous successes. Our pretest scores, like when they come in to that onboarding and then later we do, um, we test them again um, later in their first year, uh, the pretest scores are pretty high. I mean, they think they're they're set to go. Um, But again, that's sometimes indicative of that false growth mindset because they haven't really yet been challenged academically. Uh, Further, they're gonna hit the wall at different times and in different courses. And so you can't really predict where you most need to you know, have some interventions. The learning strategies course that I talked about earlier is really proactive and has been successful for helping those who arrive least prepared and who are placed into that course, but not all cadets are placed into it. So a lot of them aren't getting that really deep intentional intervention. And then, you know, we do have our advisors and our advising modules that all cadets get, but there's a little bit of a haphazard implementation there. The reality is that uh, we have a dispersed model of advising across departments and advisors are able to deviate from the lesson plan. So some might do it better than others. And then finally, when we look at sort of the teaching end of things, many of our new military instructors, when they come in, they are focusing on their disciplinary content. They want, that is what the course is about physics, philosophy, whatever it happens to be. And by the time they have the level of teaching experience to start integrating non-content related skills like mindset, um, they're finishing their three-year tour here and they move on. Um, and I think overall, there's just always a sense that sometimes, you know, mindset is this fuzzy thing that um, we really need to focus on the, the concrete skills and, and all that, uh, But those of us who, I mean, obviously I've drank the Kool-Aid, but um, believe that this is a a mental state that helps people learn the disciplinary content and the other military training and skills that they need to have. And if you come in with a fixed mindset and you just don't think you're good at something, you won't put in the effort. You're not gonna be ready to accept constructive critical feedback. And and ultimately then again, the story is not good um you're either not going to grow as much as you could or you're just going to drop out
1: so yeah and I, i'm looking at again at your mindset characteristic slide but you know, it shows like keys to growth, like effort, challenges, mistakes, and feedback, and looking at the growth mindset side of things, you know, everything is, you know, hey, this will lead to growth, you know, uh, frame things as opportunity, um, you know, useful information. So, you know, and again, it is a, a very different mindset than, than the fixed mindset. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, obviously, uh, this is a, a huge thing to implement. You talked about the, the, Length of time. Sometimes it can take an instructor to get uh, comfortable enough to where they really embrace this. Um, but John mentioned it off the top. But you've been advising some other uh, organizations, including uh, those here in AETC, on the growth mindset. Um, you know, for example, uh, you know, maybe what we're doing in technical and pilot training. Can you talk mm-hmm. about maybe uh, some of the things that you've talked about uh, with units here in AETC?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So it's it, certainly growth mindset has been a big piece of it. Science and learning in general has been the sort of the big package. Um, and like John indicated, a lot of units have reached out to me um, based on a, a presentation I gave at the AETC Learning Professionals Consortium back in 2019. Um, but I've shared resources <clears throat> with a wide range of groups and it's been super fun. Um working with all of them because they have different missions in some ways. So it's, there's been the 17th training group at Goodfellow air force base, the special warfare community at the joint base, San Antonio Lackland, the 47th flying training wing at Laughlin air force base, a colleague and I actually flew out there and, and gave a, a presentation to both the um, pilot candidates and, and the instructors um, and, worked with their instructors on how to embed some of this into their um, training. We've worked with the medical education and training campus and the 59th training group at Fort Sam Houston, Um, the 16th training squadron at Holloman Air Force Base. And then I also assisted with the development of a new module, an onboarding module at the Defense Language Institute in Monterey. And so really broad spectrum. I'm going to
1: say you're like, I mean, you're a USAFA asset, but I'm just going to say you're an honorary member of AATC. If you, if you, <laughs> uh, not many people have that kind of resume in AATC. That's pretty cool stuff. Oh,
2: thanks. It's been fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I know that, you know, you talk about, you know, the growth mindset, but, you know, what do we you know, expect realistically from airmen, you know, um, to be able to embrace this, like, you know, especially when you're introducing it, what are you hoping, um, you know, a cadet ultimately walks out of the Air Force Academy um, with, in terms of growth mindset?
2: Right. Um, I believe that having a growth mindset is instrumental to success when people are both first learning new tasks, and in professions where people need to continuously learn and try new things in order to respond to new challenges. And I think that describes what we want from airmen across a variety of career fields. Um, and so it's really that, that ongoing continuous development and we're not living in a time where you can just learn a set of skills and then use the same skills forever. Um, challenges, new challenges are continuously arriving. So. Um, I think it's really a key and healthy lifelong learning um, skill. I do also think it's important to remember that having a growth mindset isn't always easy and you don't just have one by saying you do. And in order to foster a growth mindset in yourself or others requires thinking about how you view challenge and feedback and being willing to push your boundaries of comfort. And this is far easier to do if your context is supportive, if it provides opportunities to try and not do well without huge penalties, especially when you're first learning, and it doesn't simply focus on rack and stack performance.
1: Yeah, so interesting stuff. And and I'm just curious, you know, as we get close to closing up, what you feel like uh, the Air Force or AATC, uh, how they could benefit ultimately from becoming uh, Mm -hmm. an organization that embraces that growth mindset.
2: Right, I mean, if you think about organizations and climate, the the context that people operate in is so powerful. Um, I think growth mindset organizations are going to transparently and meaningfully emphasize the value of learning and trying new approaches, which inevitably will involve effort and occasional failure. And although failures are rarely desired, In such an organization, they would be viewed as learning opportunities to be examined rather than something to hide and be ashamed of. And these messages should be salient across all levels of the organization. I believe such an organization would have a positive climate for innovation, which we definitely need to navigate the wicked problems that we are currently um, facing in our national and global um, societies and interactions. so, I really think it's a, it's it's an effort from both the individual as well as is the entire organization and climate. Um, yeah, yeah, so
1: good stuff and and lauren and, and John, I know we haven't heard from you for a while, but Lauren's stuff was just too darn good, right like it's it's really exciting. Uh, what you've done uh, on the forefront of this and bringing it to, to the Air Force Academy and actually sharing Academy it uh, actually with, all sharing uh, with all of us here in ATC. John, any last thoughts before we close up?
0: Uh, I'm feeling a little guilty. I think maybe we need to get uh, Dr. Sharp on the ATC payroll.
1: <laughs> well, we're all on that government payroll, so it all pays the same. I guess. Yeah.
2: Can I do one final plug? Yeah, because I want to speak very highly for something John's done, and he has really coordinated a, a huge number of resources on, on the AETC Growth Mindset millbook that's um, located on MillSuite. So if anybody out there wants some more information, there's a lot of great resources that he's put together um, at that site. John,
1: what, what are those uh, resources like? What, what does that actually look like? <laughs> How can that help an instructor, in um, for example? Yeah,
0: absolutely. So if, if you go to MillSuite suite and, and you just do a, a search for growth mindset, right. Uh, our mill book will come up as a, uh, as a featured content. So you don't have to go through and, 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 you know, search through it. You just type in growth mindset and it, the mill book will come up. And so once you get there, Um, It's got uh, all kinds of content from uh, actual, uh, um, you know, resources on how to develop a growth mindset in yourself and others, how to develop uh, lessons in an education and training environment. Um, And and in fact, we have some of the sample lessons uh, from those organizations that uh, Dr. Sharf had actually assisted in getting growth mindset uh, implemented. Um, There are uh, uh, numerous videos, there's Uh, that uh, from experts uh, that's that speak to growth mindset and grit, um, you know, learning from mistakes, not being discouraged by mistakes. There's there's actual research articles there so you can see, you know, see the science behind what Dr. Sharf is talking to, Um, uh, you know, various uh, lay articles, uh, examples from business and industry um, where organizations, Um, not necessarily training organizations, but just, you know, uh, have, have, have implemented growth mindset in in their paradigms. So there's just a myriad of resources there for for you to, to, to explore and, 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 uh, uh, and research. Yeah.
1: Now that's really good stuff. I personally am going to try to work on my growth mindset for for uh, at least the rest of today, for sure. I'm definitely uh, gonna look at it. But Lauren, John, really thank you. And I certainly appreciate your time today.
2: Thank you, it's been a pleasure.
0: Yeah, thank you for the opportunity.
2: Great
1: insight from both Dr. Sharp and John Riefenberg on the growth mindset and the clear advantages that positive mindset will bring into advancing force development. So thank you to both Lauren and John for their time today. And connecting the power of that growth mindset came up in our conversation actually after the podcast stopped taping. And John talked about a recent quote from Air Force Chief of Staff General Charles C.Q. Brown, Jr. that appeared in the Air University Spring 22 issue of the Journal of Strategic Air Power and Space Power. And General Brown said, quote, personnel evaluations should value boldness and initiative. For leaders, this will mean a shift towards iteration where setbacks are fully expected, incubating a mindset of experimentation and innovative thinking. Turning concepts into reality requires creative individuals and supportive organizations." End quote. John tied that thought to how a growth mindset at all levels can help better enable us as an organization to handle setbacks and really, free up those creative individuals and supportive organizations to do what we need to do to compete, deter, and win in the next fight. So good stuff today. As a reminder, you can follow AETC and Lieutenant General Brian Robinson on social media. General Robinson is on Twitter, and we also have the AETC Command Team Facebook page. We're also enterprise-wide on facebook twitter and instagram you can catch up on all the latest news at www.aetc.af.mil for our entire aetc public affairs team i'm dan hawkins so long we'll talk to you next time on the air force starts here